0: this is the big brand theory podcast by blackwood creative with your host ryan zurfas and now here's ryan
1: Hey hey guys and welcome back to the Big Brand Theory Podcast. I am Ryan Zerfis, your host. I am the VP of Customer Success at a local digital marketing agency called Blackwood Creative and we are located right here in good old Mishawaka, Indiana. And today I am really excited about our show as we're going to be discussing marketing versus advertising And uh, to do that, we have Kyle Johnson, the owner of Blackwood itself with us. Kyle, you want to say hello? What's up, everybody? All right. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Glad to have you. And uh, so, yeah, Kyle's going to help take us through this uh, conversation today. And um, Kyle, why don't you tell us a little bit about sort of your background? How long have you owned Blackwood? So uh, background's a little complex, right? Yeah. <laughs> I've been in marketing for uh, over a
0: decade now, I think eleven or twelve years. Um, started an agency back in the in the in the midst of the two thousand eight drama, mm-hmm. um, so that was uh, a little naive but fun. Um, eventually bought a print shop in twenty sixteen, zip printing. Uh, left that first agency and then quickly got demand to spin up another one. So that second one was called is called uh blackwood creative that's right so um so that officially started in 2017 and we are just over three years old Mm -hmm. and uh we're we're a baby as a company but the people here um we have more experience than just the three years (laughs) so so which is good uh for most of us anyway so yeah
1: for sure so uh as a business owner, what, what are some of your favorite things in owning your own businesses? So, yeah. Mm. I know, I threw that curveball at you. Yeah, a lot, though. I I
0: I enjoy the business side of it. So I see a lot of, um, we'll say, practitioners, right, mm-hmm. who jump into owning their own business because they want to do it their way, which is fine. But as soon as... I mean, and you can do that to an extent. You can be a freelancer or you can be a solo solopreneur, as they call them, whatever. Um, And then I hear the talk about, like, I want to hire an employee or I want to hire this person or something like that. And the one thing I always say is, like, as soon as you hire somebody, you have to realize that every time you do that, you're taking a chunk of what you're good at, that practice, Mm -hmm. whether it's marketing or woodworking or plumbing or something like that. You're taking a chunk of that time that you would have spent doing the thing you love. And now you're doing HR, you're <laughs> handling taxes, you're you know running to the bank, all this stuff that is not related to your practice. Well, I actually kind of like the business side of things as well. So um, it's, it's to say what, what's my favorite part, I don't really know. I mean, I would say the people. I really enjoy... Um, getting to know my team and serving my team and um, and and helping them grow as a team but also as individuals so people yeah. for sure but I mean I, I just enjoy the whole process
1: yeah for sure and I've gotten to witness that working here and seeing definitely the team environment that Kyle's building here and the the, the, the growth aspect is is highly encouraged all the time and just as a team growing um, but then individually encouraging each of us to continue whether that's skills or just knowledge or you know all these different resources kyle is definitely a resource guy so you know is podcasts or books or videos or articles um you know th- those things are so helpful and so um, i've gotten to experience that as well being a part of this team and um so yeah so um you know we're going to dive into this marketing versus advertising um thing that we've got going on today and so i think something that would be helpful is just um a a beginning sort of definition and difference that you Kyle Johnson see between marketing and advertising you know so what what do you see as sort of the definitions of those and how how do they differ from each other so the the clear quick answer
0: is that advertising is part of marketing hmm so marketing is the process of engaging potential customers to buy your product or service right, right. Um, so what we see a lot in marketing is, uh, I guess, if you went back to college in a more traditional sense, you might hear like the four P's of marketing, product placement, pricing, different things like that. So all of that is is definitely true. It's just changed quite a bit since those things were established. Um, so, you know, you look at you, obviously your product uh, or your service, something like that, um, and and pricing being part of marketing, how, how you know that's where we get the you know nine ninety nine because of price psychology, because mm-hmm. <laughs> nine ninety nine is somehow way less than ten dollars. And it is. And we even experience that like in our print shop or even here, where we'll say, well, this is going to be five thousand dollars. Maybe we should make it forty nine hundred and fifty dollars. We'll give that fifty dollar discount, and the customer is going to feel even. You know, subconsciously, gonna feel like I'm getting a better deal, right? Uh, yeah, they just though, discounted
1: this a thousand dollars. Yeah, you know, even though that's <laughs> even not true. though it's
0: not, it's only fifty. So, so pricing is part of marketing. Um, then there's placement. That's one of the four Ps. Placement used to be like a real focus on like in-store product placement. Mm-hmm. So, like if you're going to a retail store, you're looking at like, okay, I want eye-level shelf space. I want near the end. You know, that's prime placement. If you walk into the cookie aisle at any grocery store at eye level near the end cap is going to be Oreos every time (laughs) that is a prime spot and they're going to pay high dollar for it. it. So, so that's, that's a piece of placement and, and all of that type of stuff. So marketing is that act of like, how do we look for where our potential customers are and how do we get their attention? Mm-hmm. And provide them with value and different things, so that then they will say, "Oh, yeah, I want to, I want to work with that company, or I want to buy those Oreos, or I want to, whatever." So
1: <laughs> yeah, I always want to buy Oreos, so I get every it. time
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I'm like, I don't need Oreos. Do we have it's any golden, golden double stuff, please? If anybody's <laughs> listening, please deliver yeah. a package, family size. So, um, but advertising is being a part of that, right? So uh, there's. There's different things that you can do in marketing, but, but advertising is often a piece of it. And advertising is very specifically the act of spending money to gain attention. Mm-hmm. So most people kind of lump the two together, but in reality, they're two very different things. You can do marketing without advertising, and you can do advertising without, mm, sort of without marketing. <laughs> yeah, but not really. really hard to accomplish. It's hard to accomplish, but um, but advertising being clearly the spend right so google ads facebook ads uh traditional stuff like tv and radio um even like podcast ads mm-hmm. whereas marketing differs from that in that it's the content that's produced so you can, you can do advertising and say you have a podcast that's targeted towards a specific demographic that you wanna reach, right? And you can say, okay, here's a thousand dollars, I want my ad on the next three episodes. Okay, they do that. In reality, you have the other side of it, which is marketing, which is what we're doing right now, which is creating our own podcast or being a guest on somebody's podcast and we're creating that content. That's mm-hmm. a piece of marketing. Um, you have Facebook content. Most small business owners, most business owners in general know that they need Facebook content and a Facebook presence now. Yeah. Um, but not all of them know or agree that they should be spending actual dollars on Facebook ads. Um, they're wrong if they think they shouldn't, because <laughs> one, uh Facebook and most social medias are become quickly becoming, at least for business, a pay to play game where yeah. you have to pay to reach what previously five six years ago you would have just reached organically um but also the the ability to target and um be able to test and a b test all these things there's very a lot a lot of value in that advertising platform facebook dominates beyond anybody else i would say right up there with google if not even in some cases better than google so yeah um but really, that's kind of the that speaks to that concept. If you look at social media, at, between a marketing and an advertising aspect of it, is you can market on Facebook by creating content, mm-hmm. drawing in an audience, trying to understand what they want, what they need, and then from there you can say, well, we want to reach more, or we want to reach a different demographic. We've launched a new product line. We need to reach different people, so we're gonna go and we're gonna spend actual dollars on ads that are mm-hmm. gonna head out and reach there. So, yeah, I mean, sure. that's that's the basic of it. I mean,
1: advertising is just that, it's yeah. spend. Yeah, so within a company, um, do different people within a company handle marketing versus advertising? Like when you look at a typical company in our area, how would you say that they divide that up? A lot of times it's not divided up.
0: Um, Usually, a marketing director also handles, you know, the advertising. It depends on the size of company. Um, if you look at a at a larger company, one in our area might be, let's say, Lippert Components, right? Mm-hmm. Huge big, company, yeah, big, big, international, lots of people, um, and they're definitely going to have people who are some that are focused strictly on. Certain pieces of marketing, and one person that probably, or more than one person, I don't know, but um, that's focused on actual advertising spend. And so you would have a marketing director that's going to guide the whole process of like, okay, we need to reach, we have this new product line, we need the marketing guys to create content about it, we need the advertising to spend this much on it, and it's, you know, and that advertising person may or may not handle like the actual purchasing of it and planning and everything, or they might just be more of an admin type role, whatever. But there's not very often a time where uh, there's that person who's just on advertising spend, um, because it takes a big company to have a role that specific. (laughs) specific, Usually it falls in the marketing team's role, one person or the director
1: or something like that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. What would you say to a company that has maybe just been doing things, you know the way that they've been doing them and maybe it's a little bit more old school where they um, they are acquiring new business just through their old sales process of word of mouth. Like they just use their either their owner or their sales team to just cold call or go out in the community and just sort of network uh, in person, you know, whether on the phone or through email um, and they're not really doing anything. Um, not so. I'm not so concerned about marketing, but on the advertising side, what would you say to a company in that position where they're not really venturing into the advertising side yet? What would be sort of the first steps that you think they should consider or the value that you, they would get from getting into the advertising game?
0: Yeah, I think it depends on um, on the company and the type of person they're needing to reach out to, right? So um, we break it down... Um, a little bit between business to business, a B2B company like ourselves, yeah. and B2C, which is business to consumer, which would be like Oreo. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would be silly of Oreo to say, we're not gonna advertise, right? Because of the mass, uh, the just the mass amount of people that could consume their product and their desire to grow to that level and all of that type of right. stuff. So if we backtrack then down to a small business who's saying, oh, it's just we just grow by word of mouth. It's like, what would happen and what are your goals? What would happen if you did advertise? (laughs) Yeah, Right. So uh, and this is something I'm learning even as a small business owner is to think bigger. Right. So a lot of us small business owners, we just you know if i can't do it myself if i can't reach the growth or maybe me and one other salesperson, or me and a marketing person something like that that's it that's our cap right Mm -hmm. what if we did use an exponential factor like advertising to reach a broader audience and all of a sudden those sales started coming in because we're not just serving our own little town (laughs) now we're serving you know, the three counties in our area, or now we're serving, you know, the whole northern half of this state or whatever. Right. That advertising allows us to make that reach. And even if, especially if you have a product, right? Now, who cares where you're located, right? There's, right. there's companies located right here in our little town that serve internationally and that's it. Or they yeah. serve nationally um, and into Canada and different things like that. That if they didn't have that advertising platform of digital ads or, you know, fa- you know Facebook ads, anything like that, then they wouldn't be known nationally. It would be very difficult for them to grow. So, again, going back to the to the Oreo example, like, it just, it wouldn't make sense if Oreo was like, well, we're just going to, you know, it's just going to be us, right? And us, a couple guys, <laughs> we'll go will spread the word out. and yeah. we'll hand out a couple cookies here and there. Like, yeah, you got to start there. But eventually, you've got to have a plan or a goal that says, "Okay, how are we going to grow?" And if it's to that level of some sort of national level or even international level, like you, you can't ignore advertising. It's just not possible. Yeah. Um, I think there's there's different things that are involved when it comes to, you know, like I said, B to B versus B to C. There's some some different variables yeah, there, but, there, yeah. But generally even in a B2B environment, you're still going to include some advertising.
1: Yeah, so. for sure. Yeah, I like what you said about just like the how the horizons are sort of opening. Like, I think probably a lot of companies are putting limits on themselves that don't have to be there right. because our world is so open now. I mean, well, sort of ironically with the pandemic, it feels more close than ever. But it's still yes. the reality is there that um, there's no reason that if you have a product it, – it, doesn't have to stay local unless that's your thing, you know, like unless that's your goal. Like I wanna be the, I wanna serve my local community and that's what I wanna be about, great. But if that, if you're not bound by the localness of your product, then there's no reason why you can't be reaching a, a wider audience. If you have a product that's good and can add value to people's lives, then you can replicate that in places other than your hometown.
0: Exactly. I mean, we look at like, okay, so like the print shop, right? So the print shop serves locally, mostly. And a lot of that is because uh, that's what it's been. Uh, we've only owned it for four years now, and we haven't really pivoted to a more national scale mm-hmm. quite yet. Um, but we are looking at like developing our own internal uh, apparel brand, right? So. Yeah. That's one thing that it's a product that could be sold to anybody anywhere, and it would be stupid if I was like, okay, I'm just gonna put this out and hopefully word of mouth spreads. Mm -hmm. Like, how silly would that be? I might sell like five or six shirts here and there, and then I'd be like, oh, this didn't work. But what if I said, okay, we're gonna do this, and it's gonna be all focused on this specific. demographic. And now we're going to go to Facebook and we're going to spend X amount of dollars on ads that are targeted at that demographic, mm-hmm. or maybe it's Instagram or whatever yeah, channel whatever it platform. is. But I I have to spend money to get that reach. Otherwise, it's I will put up a store and I'll invest all this time and I'll print a bunch of apparel and it'll just sit on the shelves. Mm-hmm. It's, it's crazy to think that that I can grow this business without some sort of advertising
1: spend yeah for sure so I think a lot of people that would be listening a lot of people that are in those decision making positions, whether they're owners or marketing directors um, you know executive level uh, would probably the the natural question that would come out of this is, where do I start with ad spend? How do I know how much money to spend on this? Because it's, it's a tough question to know, mm-hmm. like initially how much money do I start throwing at this? If I, I think a lot of people are always scared of ROI. You know, am I going to get a return on this? I yeah. have no idea. So how do they start that process and decide how, much, how many dollars they're going to start with? So it's all about budget, right? But to start to help you dictate
0: what your budget should be, is to look back at your goals again. Like, what's my growth goal? And a lot of times there's research that's out there. There's, you know, there's websites, there's different things that will help you say like, if you're in this market, you should spend X amount or Mm -hmm. you should try these channels. Um, The beautiful thing about like social media and stuff is there's a lot of ability to test, to say, I'm gonna spend $50 on this ad and see if it worked. Yeah. Um, but once you get into traditional stuff, Mm -hmm. uh, or at a mass level, like you're, you you know, (laughs) you can't spend just 50 bucks. Right. So (laughs) you got to kind of know what you, so the, the idea is to kind of tip your, you know, dip your toe in the water, right. And test and try some stuff. Um, it goes back again, first goals and second, like, where is your, where's your, where's your target market? Like, where should I go? Um, and then once you've established those two things, you should be able to understand a budget. Generally, now this is this is SBA government guidelines, <laughs> which is very generic, but generally you should be spending anywhere from 5 to 8% of your gross revenue on marketing and advertising. That's marketing and advertising. Mm-hmm. So... That might include even payroll for the marketing team, some different things like that. Right. So, um, but even even if it doesn't, like you, once you've cut out some of that stuff, you should still be spending you know anywhere from one to three percent on your advertising if you're going to do it. So, you know, million dollar company, one to three percent. You do the math. You figure out this is okay. I'm, I'm okay to I'm okay to spend this kind of money on that. Hmm. Um, and we've done that for several customers, and, and most of the time, I'll say, most of the time, it's if they're not already doing it, it's a big number for them to look at to say, <laughs> whoa, oh, whoa, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> I got to spend how much money on on advertising? Like that's a lot." So, um, so again, it goes back to like, we should just start and test stuff and see what works.
1: Yeah, um, for sure. And,
0: it, and it's a gut level. A lot of times, I mean, we're seeing that a lot with business owners. It's just like, as oh, this, this feels like too much, or it feels like not enough, or I could spend, you know, $25,000 this year on advertising that feels like it's okay. And even sometimes you run into the accountant saying, hey, we have to spend some money to save on taxes. So let we may as
1: well spend it on advertising
0: because mm-hmm. that will help us.
1: Yeah, and that's a great point. I mean, going back to uh, something that you had sort of said and like the testing part is even before you throw any money at it, I mean, there are things even within your the marketing that you're already doing as a company. You know, if you're active on social media or you're putting out free content, organic content, you can get a feel from your audience already on how they're reacting to that kind of content, which could probably, I don't know, as a novice, I think probably inform a little bit of what you're advertising, you know, what your audience is going to like in your advertising, you know, if they're already reacting to your marketing content that's on your existing channels, mm-hmm. that that could inform a little bit of of maybe what's going to stick and not stick. Yeah, and that points a little bit more towards where what channel to use, right?
0: Mm-hmm. So, um, that's a great way to start. So, if I have a Facebook page and. I've got 20,000 followers on it and engagement's really good. That's why Facebook used the term boost this post because in theory what they're wanting is this post is already doing well organically. I want you to make it do just a little better. Mm-hmm. Um, that boost your posting. We're get in the weeds a little bit but that's a little less technical and a little less useful than the full on Facebook ad concept but that's the idea is where should where should where should i start where are you already at and even more importantly it's where's your audience because it's all about attention right that's what yeah. marketing is so is my audience on facebook is that content winning let's say it's not right let's say we're in a b2b environment facebook content <laughs> is not great it's not it's landing. there but we're not you know, winning any awards with this. So um, maybe it's an email newsletter that goes out or we've done some things with a publication that's in our industry that people actually pay attention to. Then all of a sudden it makes sense to get into that and spend money on that. Um, it's It goes back to say not... Traditional stuff is generally more expensive, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's not useful. Right. So we've seen by testing and measuring times when a radio spot or a TV spot seems to fit and hit better than a social media post or a or, uh, Google ad or something like that. Yeah. Um, we've seen this based on demographic of person, like age or what that person's interested in, different things like that. Um, but we've also also seen it in like what they do for a living or where they are. Or even you look at like right now, we're dealing with the coronavirus, right? Mm-hmm. And, and the entire world basically is told stay home. So now all of a sudden radio ads aren't making as much sense because people aren't listening to radio at home. Right. I mean, some are. But yeah, generally, they're fewer. listening to their own internal music. They're listening to you know something off their HomePod or Alexa or whatever it is, and they're just telling it to play music. And so now, all of a sudden, a traditional radio ad doesn't make sense timing-wise. What if you shifted that budget to a Pandora ad or Spotify ad? It's still an audio ad. It's just now we realize that our market is maybe more on that channel versus the traditional one. Yeah, definitely. And we're seeing a ton. I mean, this just this is just this is what makes sense. But we're seeing a ton of TV ads shift from traditional local channels over to digital streaming. So, whatever that is, um, and some a lot of a lot of local local stations are kind of picking that up, and they're able to offer that through their service, but the ad spend is definitely shifting to that type of thing. And it just, it is what it is because it's following the attention of the consumer. Yeah. So for sure. So where to start? I mean, I, I almost always push people towards digital just because it's cheaper and we can test some stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, You don't have to go all in right from the right. I mean, if you look, let let's look, let's look at traditional stuff I mean good luck getting anything of value for less than twenty five hundred bucks mm-hmm. like good luck well some companies like that's a that's a big chunk of change for them, especially if they're getting if they're new into this advertising spend world so let's let's spend a hundred on Facebook and see how that happens I mean that goes back to uh way back in the day we were working with a butcher shop right and they very traditional in all of their spending it made sense they're in a town where there's a lot of amish folk um there's uh, an older generation in that town and so radio and tv it's like you know we've got to catch people when they're standing inside of subway or a <laughs> store or something like that like that that was kind of the the idea and it made sense generally and then they came along to say hey we wanna we wanna we've got this deal on chicken we wanna run a sale so uh, let's run let's let's add a little ticker to our TV ad and I said well what what if we tried Facebook ads we've never done Facebook ads before what if we just try it this time and it will leave the TV ad alone we won't touch that um, and we'll spend the hundred dollars that would have cost to add that ticker for labor it will spend that on Facebook ads yeah. right uh he called me after we were running the ads and he said what are you doing it's working like crazy uh, i think we ended up with $25,000 in sales yeah. of chicken sales specifically for that ad that doesn't include all the auxiliary sales of like Somebody came in to buy that chicken sale, and then they said, Well, I'm here. I'm going to get the barbecue sauce and I'm going to get a mm. couple pounds of beef or whatever. Yeah. None of that's included in that 25 grand. He said, Let's do it again. I said, Well, let's wait and create some scarcity. We'll do it in like six months. Did it again, did it again, did it again, split it up, kind of spring fall thing. Last I heard, they're at 150K.
1: Yeah.
0: Per sale. Same hundred and dollar ad. I mean maybe it's hundred and twenty dollars or something, but like <laughs> it's not three thousand or something that you might spend on a TV spot to think to try and get that organic reach that this ad is giving them, you would ha- you would have to spend tens of thousands on TV. Yeah. Like you really just it's insane. And you look at political ads, like they have to spend so, so much, much money, money. Yeah. on traditional ads to get the reach that, that they want. So and and you know, all of us consumers are grateful that the social media restrict that <laughs> yeah, political ads. Right. Uh, It'd be a zoo if not. Oh, that would be ugly. Um, but uh but anyway, so that that just kind of shows like testing and trying things and now we don't work with them anymore, but to to know like what what would their how would their ad budget change now that we've tested this social media stuff? Like what, what would happen if we took $3,000 a month, $4,000 a month. And instead of spending it all on traditional, we spent 50% on traditional and 50% on, on digital stuff. Mm -hmm. Like we're talking game changer, like real percentage growth, noticeable in the business just spending the same amount of money in
1: a different place. Yep, yeah, So definitely. So so let's say, okay, a company uh, buys into that, they, they, they get into the game, they're like, okay, we're gonna try out this advertising deal. Um, you know, they, they start to, to run some tests, they start to put some money towards it. Um, I think a lot of people then end up in that position of asking either themselves or the agency that they're working with, okay, okay, great. We threw the money at it. It's running. Okay, now what? Like, how do we know that it's doing what it's supposed to do? How do I know it's being successful? So what do you say to that as far as how do we measure this? That again, it goes
0: back to goals, right? And then setting well, what we call KPIs, key mm-hmm. performance indicators. There's different, different reasons we want, might want to use ad spend to boost our marketing. We may say hey we've launched a new website we want to send a bunch of traffic to it to help boost SEO so let's run a bunch of Google and Facebook ads that just lead people to the website like we don't really we don't necessarily even need to target a specific page like let's just maybe target our top three pages or something like that and that's that's our goal so setting that goal is the only way for you to turn around and then measure to find out if it's working. Mm -hmm. Because if we aim at nothing, right, we'll hit it every time. And so if we just spend money on advertising without the ability to turn around and track and use analytics and all of that, then, we have no idea what we're doing. And all of a sudden, this marketing and advertising thing looks like what it traditionally has looked like, a giant black hole for money, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, okay, I'm spending $3,000 a month on Facebook ads, but I have no idea if it's working or not. Like, let's put stuff in place that will measure that. Yeah, yeah. Let's figure out what what's our goal. It's to drive traffic to the website. Ooh, okay, from there, what do we want? We want to... We want them to convert to a customer so they need to land on our, you know, whatever, landing page or whatever it is. Yeah. But all that to say, like, the goals on the front end, the analytics on the back end, that will tell you what's working and what's not. And in reality, if you're not doing those things, you will, it will, it will feel like, a, like I'm just throwing money away and I don't know what to do with this and uh, this isn't working. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, even for me, I'm sometimes I'm surprised by how many times I sit down with someone to to talk about their marketing, their, you know, social media channels, advertising and whether they're handling it internally or they're currently working with an agency. Uh, they they don't know what they're getting in return. Like how often I've heard that said. Like yeah, we're spending five hundred dollars a month on this, but honestly, I have no clue what we're actually getting for that five hundred. Yeah. I don't know what's happening. Um, you know, it's really unclear whether we're getting more people, more sales because of this or not. Um, so I feel like I've run into that a lot, even in my short time with Blackwood, of like people just throwing money at something, but then not knowing they haven't set up, like you said, those goals or those metrics to know on the back end, like, did it have any impact? I have no idea. So, um, yeah, I run into that question or that, uh, that problem all the time. And so it's, it's, it's definitely like, so there's
0: certain analytics that you can grab and to look at ROI and say, our goal was to drive web traffic, but your goal is always for growth, business growth. Right. And so it, it's often hard, especially from an agency perspective, for us to build in some sort of way for us to measure actual revenue growth. That is almost all all the time put back onto the client to Mm -hmm. say your system, and maybe the agency could help locate or build or something, some sort of system so that you can measure actual ads. Because a lot of times it's easy if you're selling directly from your website, right? Because your website will say, you know and even if you hook in the proper apis and and different metrics that you can say well this I spent this much money on this ad. It drove this much traffic from that ad. X amount of people spent X amount of dollars. All of a sudden, you have a very, very clear ROI. Real clear picture. That is pretty rare for a small business. Yeah. Usually, they're using multiple off-the-shelf tools that aren't speaking to each other. So, yeah, we drove traffic to the website. But from there, X amount of people went to the Buy Now page or the Subscribe page or something like that. But how many actually filled out the form and completed it? Or how many filled out the form but then didn't become an actual paying customer? Mm -hmm. Super hard to measure that. So it goes back onto the client to say, let's build a system, whether it's through off the shelf or we build a homegrown thing or something so that we can connect the dots. And that's something that we're doing as an agency right now is really trying to help our customers connect those dots from here's how much money you're spending on this. And here's how much money you're making from it. And then if what you're making is more than what you're spending, then just keep going. Yeah. Right. Until you find another avenue where you're making it even more. Yeah. So as long as that's the case, and there's times, obviously, where you may be spending more than you're making, and that's usually a test period or something like that. But um, it's always, always, always about what are our goals and then how are we measuring
1: afterwards? Yeah. Yeah sure so you've uh started to hit a little bit on the agency aspect of all of this which mm-hmm. i think is a another sort of question that comes up for companies is sort of deciding how do they want to handle this you know um according to their industry their size whatever other, other factors they want to look at how do we decide whether this is something that we want to try to do on our own internally or at what point do I know it's right for us to go ahead and hire an outside agency to come alongside us, help us in this process, and even manage these advertising campaigns? So what would you say to that is to a company who's trying to figure out, like, when do I hire an agency? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. And
0: there's there's a few factors involved. One is just the size of your company. Are you big enough to have an on-staff marketing team that can do a lot of this stuff? um a lot of times what we're running into um which is a good good time to engage an agency is you have somebody who's specifically in charge of marketing but maybe their skill set isn't strong enough in every single area. Yeah. Maybe they're an incredible designer or something like that, but when it comes to analytics and ad spend, uh not so strong. Yeah. Or they just they just don't care or they need some outside help because there's so much design work to do or something like that. So one factor is, do you have that, that, that ability to scale and have a team in there? Um, the other factor would be how much you're actually spending, right? So an agency like us, we like to see our clients spending at minimum 30 grand a year on advertising, right? So um, that, what that means is that usually we can help with uh, spending that money either more effectively, Mm-hmm. by shifting channels like we talked about earlier shifting from traditional to to uh digital or something like that and enable to know and understand in that in that aspect but also to spend more efficiently there are times when we're able to save money because we spend, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars with X station that they actually give us a little better deal than they would to Joe Schmo off the street so there's some there's some there's some things there that are helpful that if you're spending that amount of dollars and the reason we have that floor is because usually once we get somebody who's spending let's say a thousand dollars a month there's not a lot that they're gonna there's not a lot of diversification and a lot of times they can kind of set it and forget it a little bit or at least do three or six months at a time so they may say well we spend ten thousand dollars a year on advertising, we want you to manage that. It's like, well, in reality, we're just going to come and plan your entire year and we could plan that and then you can take it from there. And it's not a big enough spend that we're got, we're not going to see a lot in discounts or anything like that. So mm. that $30,000 a year floor is, is usually the, the kind of the scenario where all of a sudden it starts to make sense. The other piece of that is when you're spending that much money, you are usually diversified in where you're spending it. So it's a management of okay. We're spending you know thousand dollars a month on digital. We're spending two thousand on this and so forth. So there's some management of all of that, and also to make sure like yeah we spent that, but did it get placed? We've run into times when just mistake, human error, whatever it is, where we've we've went and we've said we've told a station or something like that. Here's two thousand dollars. Run these ads. We come back and they only ran a thousand dollars worth of ads, but we had to check that. Like, so we've become that balance. We've been making sure that that's happening. Mm-hmm. When the business owner is saying, "Yeah, I'm willing to spend that kind of money, but I don't have the time or the knowledge to be able to say, look at these reports and be like, hey, they didn't run these ads right, or they ran them at the wrong time, or they did this." Like, that's where the agency comes in and yeah. it's all of a sudden, extremely effective
1: and making it worthwhile. So, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I've, I've found that, uh, a a lot of companies might have a marketing director or some, you know, phrase of that title, you know, director of marketer, marketing, uh, manager of marketing. Um, but my eyes have been open to a lot of times that person is not so much, uh, producing or creative as they are managing and a coordinator right like maybe they're more setting the strategy and so i've found that it's surprising to me how many companies have a marketing department but really what that marketing department is doing is managing the marketing and using outside agency to actually execute the strategy that they're coming up with right um so uh, that's been interesting for me because i always just imagine like oh if a company has a marketing department they just they just handle it all on their own. Right. They're fine. You know, they can do it all. Well, in a lot of cases, that's that's not actually true. They mm-hmm. can't actually execute on the strategy that they're coming up with. That's where the, the agency, like you said, comes in. Yeah. And, uh, and another thing that I've seen is, you know, when you hire an agency, you know, if you have one or two or three people in a marketing department, if you hire an agency, uh, you know, if that agency has... However many people it has, you're gaining the resources and expertise of that whole agency. Right. So you've hired the expertise of all those people for however much money you just spent. Whereas if you tried to go and hire those people yourselves to to bring in the same level of expertise, you'd be spending right hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, and you don't you don't need that,
0: right? You don't need a full-time web developer, a full-time videographer, a full time this, that, and the other reality if you can just buy a piece of their time Mm -hmm. and use them when you need them now all of a sudden it makes a lot of sense because you have that experience and we we that's one thing we love about working with our clients and they love about working with us is they run into that and they say you know maybe we didn't build their website but they have they're having an issue with it hey let me grab my web developer they can probably help us out in this situation Mm -hmm. or Hey, we need to run some new ads. Uh, we need uh, new photography for this. No problem. We have a photographer on staff. We'll send them out. They can get that done. Um, and th- those are the those are the conversations that like. There's no way in the world you're gonna say, Yeah, I'll I'll spend the you know half a million dollars a year on labor <laughs> to just have these people sitting around and waiting for this project, and it's just it's just not feasible. So. Yeah. There's there's that kind of sweet spot where all of a sudden an agency makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so
1: definitely. Well, Kyle, I appreciate that you've been on the show with us today. It's been a lot of fun. I've enjoyed this sort of journey that we're taking through marketing versus and today we got to add on that advertising piece. So thanks for joining us today. Yeah, happy to be here. Yeah, and
0: (laughs) happy to continue to be here down the road and to really see where this podcast goes. I'm I'm excited. Hopefully it's Of ton of value to people that are listening
1: yeah for sure yeah and so for those of you that are tuning in and listening thanks for joining us today and uh just continuing in this series with us as we explore marketing verses and um continue to to listen in you can subscribe stay connected to our podcast and uh yeah uh, thanks for joining us today you all stay toasty